It's Dr. Manny. Welcome to Asylum. Let's get it. So, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Um, uh, it's been a while since I did a podcast, and I decided to come back and do one unscripted and just kind of um, kind of check in with y'all. Um, so, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Nobody plans for a damn pandemic, do we? Um, so, what does this all mean? I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost family members. A lot of people are at work. And my physician colleagues, some of them are at work with reduced pay. Some of them are getting furloughed. Some of them don't have the proper PPE. You know, So this is the context in which we're navigating right now. Um, we look out on the streets. Um, there are no cars. There are barely any cars out there. Uh, when we do go out, um, we have to social distance. We have to wear our masks, and we know that's the the right thing to do, and we're doing it. But as humans, as these social creatures, as these creatures of habit, everything that we're used to has been disrupted. My kids are at home going stir crazy. Uh, you know, the extended uh, weekend thing got old pretty quickly. And um, I just don't know that, you know, we're not used to being around each other that much. So there's that. Um, so the question becomes, how do we get beyond this, this, this existential angst? This, um, well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, and just so you know, if you're if this is your first time listening to uh, my flow, I do super loose outlines, so it is very much stream of consciousness. Um, in this particular episode, uh, I just decided um, that I just really I didn't I don't I didn't come here with anything specific to say except um, what <laughs> what do we do now what what does this mean. How do we make meaning in the midst of this chaos? You know, this, this, this is, this is, it's a pandemic for God's sake. Uh, this is the kind of thing that uh, either builds character or, or destroys character. You know, and we want to be realistic about this. Um, for a lot of folks, um, this pandemic came at the worst time possible. <laughs> Inside question, when is a good time for a pandemic to come, right? Uh, it came at the worst time possible uh, for a lot of folks. Like if you were, say, a waiter or someone uh, working on tips or working hourly, weekly, somewhere that was deemed non-essential and you desperately need to, uh, you know, this was your week to hustle to get this money together to pay something that the government is not freezing payments on. You know, not everyone is um, getting uh you know, not everyone's uh, car note is freezing. As a matter of fact, I know mine is on auto draft and that bad boy came out on like clockwork. You know, not everyone's mortgage is agreeing to let them delay payment. Um, you know, um, a lot of my colleagues who recovered from, you know, the, the catastrophe in 2008 and saw their retirements and savings just disappear in the stock market, disappear from their 401ks are now finding themselves in this situation again, but even more defeated and even with even more uncertainty. So um, that sucks. 
There's no, you know, and and this is not the kind of shit you can positive talk your way around. This is not that kind of situation. You know, we can we can we can stay hopeful. We can stay optimistic, and we don't want to be too um, mired in the fear. We don't want to be in a constant cortisol bath, a chronic panic. But we got we got to look at um, we got we got to consider a lot of stuff. How do we make meaning of this? Um. And, and another thing to consider, another thing to consider is all the stuff you had going on before this pandemic um, didn't stop, didn't stop. You know, um, uh, one of my colleagues, um, Dr. Dawn, hosted um, a talk on Facebook Live and had several physicians on there discussing uh, a subtle point that we may, you know, not have at the foreground of our mind. You know, these hospitals are getting slammed by coronavirus, COVID-19 patients, but these the illnesses that were still happening were are still happening. People are still having heart attacks. People are still having asthma attacks. People's kids are still getting hurt. I would, I would venture to say that with these kids at home now, you know, <laughs> uh, looking for things to do, you know, it, it, there's an, there's an extra level of tension and stress that not of this fear of going to the ER. You know, this fear of this resource that we kind of had as a net that if things go something awful, we can run to this place for for help and uh, rescue. It's just it just doesn't feel that way anymore. And that psychologically plays a role. Um, No, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. So um, how do we make meaning in this space? So now, I, I want to say this from a frame of, um, you know, a lot of times they're talking about, oh, now's the time to set a routine. <sighs> now's the time for, for, um, in my eyes, gratitude. And not gratitude because um, in some hokey type of uh, wusa type of way, but gratitude in that Gratitude serves the neurological function of decreasing your anxiety. It it has a psychological, psychochemical effect. So the process of reframing what we're going through to the best of your ability so that it's meaningful, but meaningful in a way so that it's not diminishing to you, so that it doesn't discourage you and defeat you in this time of uncertainty, in this great unknown, is key. And... So I want to kind of look at how we do that. How do we do that? So one of the things I always have my clients do when I'm coaching them is uh, usually when my clients come to me, they're in the midst of some stuff popping off, you know, often to the point where um, they're, they're in a good bit of emotional, psychological pain where they feel stuck. They feel overwhelmed. They feel defeated. They feel discouraged, and they've lost uh, uh, the drive that once was part of what defined them. Situations like this, pandemics do that. They they knock you back. And if you happen to have a history of anxiety and depression, these are triggers. It's official. It's official. The threat of death or severe illness from an own unknown attacker that could be around you anywhere invisible microscopic that could be a trigger yo <laughs> so what do we do when when we're triggered into this state this disempowered state when being clear-headed 
being present matters most. Or we begin always with our values. What is it that we value most? You know, for me, my greatest value is um, family and self-expression. You know, so, <laughs> you know, in tight quarters with my kids, uh, and here's the thing, I, I raise my kids the same way. <laughs> my kids are expressive, you know, I've always taught them to understand how to be respectful, but I've also taught them to speak their truth. So now in closed spaces, in, um, you know, I have gratitude for the opportunity to help them clarify their values and honor their values. Um, even when I don't feel like hearing it, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. So we have puberty and um, a five-year-old that is mimicking puberty. It's awesome. That was sarcasm font, by the way. That was sarcasm. <laughs> I love my babies, but you know, it's, it's quite a dynamic. Uh, so, we, we begin by honoring our values, getting clear on what is it that we want to come out of this moment. You know, they often say um, you you want to let go of the things you can't control. So what you can't control is that ticker running up every day on CNN about the whole country. So tuning in every morning and, and having your heartbeat match these all these different graphs every day, every minute around the clock in your house so that it feels like your house is closing in on you, that's not serving you the best. Even getting on Facebook and um, you know, having all your, um, all your friends you know, just list off. Um, and as, as a physician, a lot of my friends in my circle are also physicians, and as such, they're going through it. They're going through it. They're, they're, they're streaming from, from their hospitals what they're going through. Um, so when you, when you're approaching your Facebook, cause in, in quarantine, we're spending extra time on our Facebook. When you're approaching your Facebook, you want to be aware that this is, uh, what they call a super normal stimulus. Okay. It means that this Facebook is a distilled, condensed, amplified, highly valence source of information. It's supercharged. So if you're watching that all day, they've already done studies to demonstrate that Facebook can bend your emotions. So if you're watching that all day, it's going to have an impact on you. Be aware of that. Notice what that impact is and know when to tap out. Know when to go out and get some sunshine. And when you're doing these things, when, when you're pulling, when you're unplugging, it's not just unplug and then just go ruminate on whatever it is you read last. When you unplug, you want to connect to your body. You want to tune into your breathing. If you're going to go for a walk, uh, if that's possible where you are, uh, you know, a walk in nature, a walk in your backyard, a walk up your street with your mask on. <laughs> um, even if, if, if you have to make a grocery run, you're going to go for that walk with your mask on and your gloves. <laughs> You um, you you want to pay attention to what's going through your mind because times like this, uh, it's easy to fall into this rumination, this focusing on the fear, and having that loop in your mind. That's not the meaning that will serve you to have made of this event. Okay, uh, a lot of times, um, and beyond a, a lot of times, the advice that I'll give to folks and the advice that I've received. 
which was kind of challenging to apply, is that when you're feeling your lowest, this is the time to turn to service. And the reason for that is because there's something about helping other people, helping other people and keeping an eye out for those who appreciate it. This is reciprocity. There's something about helping others in your areas of strength, in your areas of value. And this is why we want to clarify what we value, what we what we're passionate about, what we what um, what we're appreciated for by those who have the capacity to express appreciation or reciprocate. This is the time to pour out some of that into someone, and then what they're best at, have them pour that into out into you. Because this is a time for um, curiosity about those. Those that are around us, um, you know, we're social animals. So this opportunity, the planet is on pause. Our relationships don't have to be. We're in social isolation. Um, We're social distancing. But the thing about the human mind is that most of our relationships, if you really start to pay attention to your mind, are the product of our imagination, product of interpretation. So now we have an opportunity where things have slowed down and we have the opportunity to check our interpretations. Notice what aspects of the frenetic pace of work you've brought into home. And I want to make sure I'm talking to my docs who the pace is frenetic as well for you guys. I don't want to be talking to folks at home um, and I don't want to sound like I'm talking to folks who are at home without kids. I'm talking about whatever you have happening Take five minutes and pull away from it. If you got to go hide in the toilet, if you got to go sit in your car on idle in the yard, not with the garage door closed, carbon monoxide poisoning is real, y'all. Find a place where you could turn your attention to your breath. Tell people, give me five literal minutes. And in those five minutes, ask yourself beyond the situation. What are the things that you value most and want to have come out of this having grown around? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even as you ask yourself this question, the noise will emerge. The um, A lot of us parenting, parenting guilt will kick in. The frustration of not being as in tune with our kids' uh, school work as we imagined ourselves to be, the frustration of not remembering math or bio. Uh, maybe you weren't a great student back in the day. Maybe you're just not a patient person dealing with teaching people stuff. Um, all those aspects emerge. And here's the thing. It's a chance to let your kids know, hey, I get it. Um, no aspect of of, of um Sitting here working through X number of math problems was super fun. Show them the techniques that you used, and this is your chance to have service. Uh, let them demonstrate the value to you. Like with with my daughter, she likes to do things just so. Though so, I mean, she gets that from me. Like she she's an algorithms person where she likes things in a certain order. So the opportunity I've had is to um, step back and watch her and notice and her thing is I want to do it by myself (laughs) and often in the past it's been like well hurry to get to school you got school in the morning etc and so there's been this rush this artificial push imposed by the machine 
But now um, the opportunity is to actually let the person, let the child, let the partner, let the friend, let the people around you do something at closer to a natural pace and slow yourself down. And having, having taken those five minutes I suggested earlier to um, do some introspection, do some reflection, do some uh, what I like to call mirror talk, a conversation with yourself about the things that you value and setting the intention to get a little bit of them each day, get a little bit of time from the people that you're closest to where you actually quiet your mind. You return to that quiet, um, non-judgmental, non-guilt, non-shame, non-comparative state. You know, basically give your ego a break. Now, if um, I had mentioned earlier that I would uh, discuss some of these ways to make meaning for some of my colleagues in the trenches who are um, who are facing COVID directly at the hospitals, at the uh, urgent care centers, at the clinics, wherever you happen to be, the mobile care centers, um, you know, EMTs, first first responders, um, even police officers, just um, the folks that have to uh, work at essential services. Um, first of all, protect yourselves, please. Please, please protect yourselves. Okay. Don't let, don't, don't, you know, just pay attention. A lot of folks are still reaching out, shaking hands. <laughs> so if you find yourself accidentally shaking hands with someone because they reached out or because you didn't catch yourself, get to that soap, <laughs> get to that soap and wash your hands. But in addition to that, this is still a time for curiosity. Okay. Um, I've noticed that. Um, that, you know, there's some folks that are choosing to let this be a time to have extra fear, but there are also some folks who are taking this to be a time to be extra cordial, extra polite, you know, especially with our faces covered by masks, you know, people are doing more nodding. If you look at people's eyes from a distance, I've, I've noticed that, um, that, that, you know, <laughs> Some people I've seen they 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 make up for the fact that they you know that they they have a mask on with the, their gestures seem more warmer and open at least to me it may just be that this is what I want to see in the world and as such it's what I project but um, when I do have to go out and get something I've noticed that you know just folks folks even you know. Uh, I think I think folks are doing less talking, <laughs> uh, even from from uh, the you know the six feet apart. But I've noticed that there's just there's just sense that we're 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 in this together. That that's part of the meaning that I've chosen to make. As I mentioned before, you want to get clear on what you value, and if you're in the trenches. And you're seeing all these people, this curiosity, you know, and I know I have colleagues who are calling me and they're having a lot of people die. Take the time to, to just, first of all, realize what aspects of you are being triggered by these deaths, by, um, you know, is it that some of these just, you know, with me in particular, when I was in med school, my system would go just haywire 
anytime I had I had a child die, you know, and I've got some colleagues who are, are having that happen, you know, clients working, uh, clients and colleagues, you know, working from ICUs, pediatric units. Um, so if you if you're in that space, take the time to notice when you're pushing yourself, judging yourself, the way we drove ourselves during normal times, because these are absolutely AB normal. <laughs> these are abnormal times. The way we drove ourselves in normal times, they weren't healthy then, but this is a time to see that when we're applying this pressure, when the universe is applying this pressure, this outside pressure, see if your gears are grinding. And um, by your gears grinding, I think the, the technical term would beyond overwhelm, see if you've you've tapped into your reserves and at the same time you're still beating yourself up you're if you're judging yourself to be performing in optimal conditions and those are the sets of standards you're applying for yourself then you're draining yourself with that judgment so by allowing yourself to realize that this is a crisis type of situation this is this is this is real shit by allowing yourself to to understand that then you provide yourself with the latitude the space to be flexible to make these mistakes to to acknowledge your fear to notice the low level anxiety to communicate with those around you with the compassion that comes with the awareness that you're feeling these things even if you've used to being a hero in these trenches you know it wouldn't be called courage if we weren't afraid you know it's 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 the natural human fear and the fact that despite that fear, we're coming together to serve each other, that we're coming together to inform each other, that we're coming together to listen, to hear each other, to uh, energize each other with inspiration, uh, biblical quotes, prayers, uh, dropping by to check on each other in, in our memes, checking on people who have gone silent on, on the Internet, uh, who are used to being more vocal or verbal. Um you know, these, all these choices, all these actions in this time, even as we do them from a position sometimes of this is really, really scary shit. If we do it from that position, then this is where the growth happens. You know, one minute at a time, one transaction at a time, one conversation at a time. You know, reach out to people you had old gripes with. Reach out and be like, yo, this pandemic is real, right? We ain't talked in a minute. I just wanted to call and check on you. You know, leave voicemails without the expectation of, well, what if they don't call me back? Whatever. If they don't call you back, just reach out. You know, this is this period of time, this this period of weird, unsolicited and unexpected pause is the time for you to get clear about the things that matter enough for you, the whys, the purposes that this time, even no matter when it ends, even in this time of uncertainty, find uncertainty within yourself and then take tiny, tiny little actions accordingly. This is the time to get clear on the priorities, the the what would you do if you could only do those things? And then beyond that, what would you do to get the things that you want when you can't do the things that you originally planned on doing? What can you do when you don't feel like yourself? What can you do when you don't have your team with you 
in real life, like side by side like you're used to? What can you do when you don't have the resources? And ultimately, provide yourself with that, that compassion, that, that drive yourself more from a place of nurturing yourself as a human, nurturing your natural tendencies, and noticing, noticing these things that come up in these times and knowing that even if this is being communicated as the worst of times, that it, it very much might bring out the best in you if you take the time to tune in to yourself, to create the space for yourself that empowers you, to create the space to support and receive those around you who will in turn create more space for you. This is this is the nature of reciprocity. So again, I didn't write none of this down. These are just some thoughts I'm having in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, y'all stay safe. Thanks for joining me in Asylum. It's Dr. Manny. I'm out. Oh, wait. If you want to reach out to me, um, the most effective way to reach me, I'm mostly present as uh, on my profile page, uh, Manny St. Victor on um, Facebook, uh, Manny St. Victor MD, if you want to go for my professional page. Um, I'm more present on my profile page, but um, the way mine is set up, um, you got to know someone that I know in order to follow me. In order to, well, you could follow me, but in order to friend me, you have to know at least one person that I know. I just, I tend to keep my circles tight like that. It's just the way I do. Um, so, if after listening to this, you want to reach out and talk to me, I, um, I am offering for healthcare professionals an initial. A free consult call. Um, and um, I'm a certified hypnotist in addition to my training in medicine is in psychiatry. Um, as most of you know, I transitioned from psychiatry my third year to virtual world and video game development, which is one of my passions. But I also have a program I call Heal, Grow, Thrive, a 12-week program, one-on-one coaching uh, helping you get o- overcome your mental blocks so you can reach your full potential, so you can control your mind. So I'm offering uh, a complimentary consult call, a gift from me to you during these times. If you're a healthcare provider and you need someone to talk to, or you've never tried hypnosis and you want to give it a try, I've got a particular hypnosis that uh, my clients have been enjoying during this time where it's it's a deep, deep relaxation it's an opportunity to quiet your mind and just kind of be in that quiet. Um, you know, it provides you with uh, the same amount of rest you would get in a good night's sleep in a matter of 20, 30 minutes sitting with me. So if you follow me on Facebook and you reach out to me and, uh, oh, if you want to just email me, Dr. Manny, D-R-M-A-N-I at asylumawaits.com. A-S-Y-L-U-M-A-W-A-I-T-S dot com. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Dr. Manny, I'm out. Thanks for joining me in Asylum.